Welcome to the Shadow of the Cross podcast. I am your host, Jeff, and this is my co-host, Tony. Hey, how you doing? Uh, let you guys know we are on Spotify, Amazon Music, Podcast Index, Player FM, Deezer, and Snitch. Also, you can get a hold of us, or you can find us on Facebook at the Shadow of the Cross podcast group, and we also have a page, Shadow of the Cross. Um, you can also get a hold of us through the group or anything you, uh, you need some advice, maybe some sort of inspirational scripture, or you need prayer. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook. Um, today's, we're going to give you a bit of an introduction to ourselves, uh, kind of let you know what us, we individually are about. So, uh... Let's get into it. So, Jeff, uh, so this podcast, like you said, is it's going to be really about, you know, uh, the Bible and, and kind of a little bit of our background and in, in what we're doing and what what we have planned for this podcast and, and, and hopes and aspirations for it. So I got a couple questions for you to kind of give our listeners a little bit of a background of ourselves and... and uh, of ourselves and, and kind of what we see and learn from the Bible. So, like one of our questions that we that I want to ask you is, what brought you to Christ, and when did you first experience Christ's love? Well, that was uh, it's a bit of a long story, but I'll give it a good rundown. Um, I, I was. This is only only about an hour hour and a half show here, Jeff. So yeah, of, yeah, we got to keep it short. Shorthand. We got to keep it short. Um, one of the things I was originally born into a church. Um, I'm not going to get involved into what church it was because that's irrelevant. Um, however, growing up, everything was fine and dandy. You know, we had a good pastor. He actually was a very loving, caring pastor. Uh, really recognized the need for bringing, you know, kids into the church to help grow it. Uh, when he passed away. Things kind of went downhill, and I lost interest in in church and in God because there was there's nothing at the church for me. You know, there was no small group, no kids there anymore. Nothing to keep you. It's just yeah, nothing, nothing to keep my. And when you're a kid, you 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 have a very short attention span to begin with. I can attest. So you know, um, I mean, the church we used to have. Uh, a group of kids who would uh, play roller hockey in the parking lot. Right. You know, and I played hockey growing up, so that was, you know, my stepdad and I, my dad, him and I would go play with the kids. And, right. You know, if some things happened, you know, uh, the puck would damage the door, so they, the church itself kind of put a stop to that. So <laughs> they, they, they really stopped doing community outreach really right I mean, they, they're just it was just a slow fade um but anyways my my parents always said you know as soon as you can drive you know it's your decision to you know you can make the decision to go to church or not right so once i got my license it's like you know what i i just don't see a need for this anymore and when i left a lot of you know what i had learned Went out the window. I, I 
in a nutshell, I, I didn't become a atheist. I became agnostic. I still believe there was something out there. Right. Um, what it was. So that's what agnostic means, right? Yeah. Is that you still believe you know, that something's there. You, you have atheists who believe in nothing. Right. Um, you know, no theistic values whatsoever. You have agnostics who believe there is a higher power. They just either unsure of what it is or don't believe that it's God. Right. Um, so, yeah, I I really questioned the, the fact that God existed. I, was it the universe? You know, was it, you know, a plant? What, what? Yeah, there's something out there that's going to, you know, lead us by some form or shape, you know, some sort of value. What is it? Right. I don't know. I, but I didn't feel it anymore, you know. As the church fell apart, you really lost the feeling of God there. So, anyways, fast forward to uh, actually two years ago. Um, I was in a very struggling relationship that I wanted to keep going because I thought this was a person that I was supposed to marry. Um, what God really, had different plans for you, didn't he? Yeah. Well, what really guided me to make the decision I made was every time we got in her vehicle to go somewhere, she had a Christian radio playing. Mm -hmm. And it kind of wore on me in a good way. And it got to the point where I, I was I was very immature. <laughs> I'll, I'll be like more so than I am now. There, there, there's more to it. <laughs> it can get worse. <laughs> but um, it wasn't until you know I realized I needed to make changes in order to improve my life, in order to improve this relationship. Um, I, I don't want to say it was a a bit of too little too late it was just a different direction that god was taking things and i didn't realize it you know we had both served our purpose to each other and i thought our purpose was to get married and it wasn't but it started with the worship music on the radio right and and then i got back to picking up a bible and i started reading in the book of genesis taste of a mustard seed yeah. Just takes that mustard yeah, seed. Just that little that little inkling. But and one of the one of the things I want to stress is, you know, you don't have to read the Bible front to back in that order. Um, there are different books in the Bible. And one of the things I struggled with when I was younger reading the Bible was reading it front to back because of the book of Leviticus itself. Right. And it's a very daunting book. Uh, I, I do recommend reading it because there's some good information there. But nonetheless, you know, so as I progressed, you know, I started reading. I made a decision to go back to church. Um, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to church this day. And I made a decision to go to the church that my, mom's, my mom was going to. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back to church. I slept in. <laughs> I I failed at that miserably and I actually felt bad about it. Like there was a bit of remorse there. Right. You know, because this is something I wanted to do because I wanted to improve my life. So why what but what was it that was drawing me to this? It, it's kind of weird because there was a couple times where 
when I was passing that, it was right by the expressway. And when I worked at Brighton, there were two instances. I can't remember what days it was, but I had driven past that church, and I heard my dad say he he passed away in. Uh, been that long mm. um mm-hmm. i think it was uh february of 2005 no it was february 2004 and uh yeah wow that's pretty bad of me um i'm gonna have to rectify that <laughs> 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 but uh it is just been that long ago but um this is about 10 you know this is about 10 years later and uh i'm driving past this this building and i heard brad my dad call my name and it was coming from the direction of that church and I snapped my head over and looked, and I, I thought it was weird, and, you know. But it was like, okay, you know, my mom's pl- my mind's playing tricks on me because at the time, whatever, you know, it's just a church. It's just nothing but a building full, full of hypocrites, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, when it happened a second time, it was kind of like, a, okay, that's weird, mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> and that stuck in the back of my mind. And you know it is it is what it is, but it, it ended up being the church that I went to when I came back two years ago. Right. And one of the biggest factors of me coming back was uh, Pastor Dave. Right. Dave, you know he it, it's to the point now where you know he's like family to me. So I I take that title pastor out of it, and he is such a loving and caring man. He really wants the best for everybody that he meets. Right. But, I mean, he, as soon as I walked through that door, he was the first person that greeted me with open arms and he embraced me. And it's just, I felt this overwhelming love coming from this man. And then we get into the sermon and Pastor Tony, he's, He's very passionate, you know, when he reads from the book, from the Bible. Right. And so he's, not only is he giving passionate sermons, but he's giving biblical sermons. That's that's, and, that's major, that, that you can hear that from, from Pastor Tony, you know, that you need those biblical Bible references. Right. So, you know, I... I, I God puts you where you need to be. Right. As soon as you start walking the path with him, he's going to put you where you need to be. Um, I I live on the, the basis of it doesn't matter what church you're at. As long as you have a relationship with Christ, you're on the right path. Um, obviously, there's a lot of issues with a lot of, you know, theologies like Catholicism or uh, Jehovah's Witness or, you know, Mormonism. If, if God put you in one of those places, then there's obviously a purpose for it. And until you fulfill that purpose, you're not going to move on to a different place. So, it, and that's kind of a big argument in and of itself. 
because of the theology of those religions. But nonetheless, God's going to put you where you need to be to get you back to him. So so it really sounds like, you know, God, God really got you where where you needed to be to, to get back to him and and now now look at you you're you're starting to uh uh win people over the best way you know how or or, or I shouldn't say the best way you know how but the way that God's pointing you and and that's one of the hopes with this podcast oh, absolutely absolutely is you know um, and what our stories are are a little bit similar you know okay. with with uh what brought me to Christ you know um well, I guess the, the similarities is, is, you know, one key factor, and that's Pastor Dave, you know. Um, but so I'll start at the beginning is, is about 2012, my dad passed away. You know, he had, he had a long battle with uh, cancer uh, for about a year or so. And, and me being the youngest out of out of uh, uh, six brothers, you know, I was I was at home. I was the one taking care of dad, and, and my mom. She wasn't in the, in the in the healthiest of shape, you know. She had COPD and emphysema, so you know she, there, there was only so much that she could do, being on oxygen twenty four seven, and and being a cancer survivor in of herself. So, taking care of dad and and, and mom, and and just having this battle and, and feeling by myself, you know. Here I am, a young man caring for my parents, and and also trying to maintain a relationship. You okay. know, this is this is really so that that right there is a struggle. I mean, when you have that much on your plate at such an age, it really wears on you pretty quick. I think I was twenty one when 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 all this was really starting to come to a head, and you know, me me my who's my wife now? You know, this is roundabout when we first really got together. I think just before Dad passed away is when I proposed to her, because I think I got a chance to show Dad the ring. But oh wow, so. So dad ended up passing, you know, and, and here I am. I'm, I'm full of anger, full of rage, and full of sadness and grief and all the emotions that you have when, when, you, when you lose someone as close as you, as you do as a parent. My uh, wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, um, and I think she was my fiance, but uh, that's here over there, but uh, <laughs> she, she kept uh, – she, she was a very uh, godly woman, very Christian woman, very uh, – God first woman, and you know she kept kept asking me to come to church with her, and, and I've been in and out of church, you know, and I, I believed in God, and I just I was just I was lukewarm, as you would say, you know, not, I wasn't really on fire okay. for God. So, so she really brought the best out in you then. <laughs> I wouldn't say the best. I mean, no, she she did really bring the best. <laughs> Well, she's definitely your better side, yeah, better half. That's the for sure. Half. That's <laughs> amen to that. Um, but so I, I decided to go just to kind of keep the peace, as you would say, oh, okay. and, and kind of satisfy yeah. her wants, <laughs> yeah. her needs. I'll fall asleep in the back pew, you know, let them love do their thing. So, but again, I walked in the front door, and who did I meet? Pastor Dave. And he's out there handing out his his uh, cards so people can get a hold of him, just reaching out, loving people. And then we sit down and I listen to the sermon, and it just pulled on my heartstrings, tugged on me. And I can't remember what the sermon was about, but I remember going up to the altar because they did an altar call that time. I go up there and I'm just I'm a hot mess, just <laughs> blubbering. You hot mess? <laughs> and I don't believe it. So I went up to the altar. Pastor Dave prayed over me, 
And then a couple months go down the road, and my wife goes, hey, want to come to this Bible study with me? Sure, why not? Let's go. And uh, sure enough, it was Bible study at Pastor Dave's house. Oh. <laughs> Lord help me. Oh, man. It, you, you can go over there, and it turns into a Bible study. It wasn't even <laughs> supposed to be about, hey, come over for dinner. And next thing you know, you're you're elbows deep in the Word and just having a good old time. Uh, love and life. I mean, yeah. it's – so uh, that's – that's what brought me to Christ. I mean, in in the first time I really felt Christ's love, you know, and, and I felt it through my wife because she cared so much for me to bring me there, you know. And and I also felt it, Christ's love, through Pastor Dave, just arms reaching out, grabbing everybody he can grab, and just loving them, unconditionally loving them. You know, and and it wasn't... It wasn't the love that you see between a husband and wife, or, or, um, or um, father to son, mother to daughter. It was the agape love, you know. In in now, now you say agape love. Can you really emphasize on what agape is? Agape. So agape love is 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 so. Agape love comes from Greek, right? It's a Greek term of love, and and from my understanding in that the Greeks have actually three ways that they can say love. And agape is is Christ, God, love. It, it's it's a love that we can't even fathom, right? And, and this is what this man was showing me. This is what this church was showing me. Someone that I just walked in off the street. So so that's, I guess to sum up a long story, that's that's where it, that that's what brought me to, to God. Okay. Well, you know what? I really want to touch on that agape love and that... <clears throat> I wanted to bring it up because you bring up a good point. Um, this this is the true love of Christ right here, is agape love. And it, agape love, this is uh, learnreligions.com definition of agape love. You have the rights to that? <laughs> uh, yeah, do you remember doing research <laughs> and uh, how you have to reference where you got it from? I just want you to let you know. The reference point is going to come out through this whole entire podcast, series, show, whatever you <laughs> I really be. hope our, our <laughs> listeners don't get tired of it. <laughs> but um, agape love is selfless, sacrificial, and unconditional love. It is the highest of the four types of love in the Bible. This Greek word, agape, and variations of it are frequently found throughout the New Testament but rarely in non-Christian Greek literature. So that's kind of an interesting take because <clears throat> true love, you're really willing to sacrifice yourself for somebody, and you really, there's nothing that's going to stop it. Right. No, when you talk to a lot of, you know, father figures who are very endowed to their family, you know, they're, well, you know, my family comes first my family my family's safety my family's food my family's house that comes first well my my response to that is how about you put god first and he'll take care of that for you well and in in in, you know in our household that's something that we have to strive for almost all the time is you know because i love my wife so much and i love my son so much that you know, it's so hard for me to remember 
who is number one in my life, and that's God. And in, in order for me to put God first in, in my life is actually loving my wife and my son even so much more. Because not not more than God, but more than I actually it, can. It really brings out your true love for them. And, and it's because that because I love God so much. God's gonna God's gonna love me in return, and in and in that turn, it it makes me a better person. Your, God's love will shine through you, right? The more you love God, and I'm probably saying it all wrong. But <laughs> well, it, you know what? I want to I, I want to. Before we go any further, let's get this out of the way. Um, I, I'm not by any means smarter than anyone else. Um, I, and I am not a pastor either. I'm not a theologist, a theologian, whatever you want to call it. I, I'm just so somebody. So also put that out there that neither one of us have any type of, of background in in schooling in in the Bible Bible lessons or anything like that we are we are uh, self educated from the Bible right? right everything that we we talk about it is it is dealt with what we yeah read. our life experience exactly um now granted I'm I'm only thirty four years old don't really have much life experience but at the same time you know I kind of you know, when I stepped away from Christ, I went down a dark, dreary hole. I mean, I, 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 I like I used to like to say that I pulled myself out of alcoholism, but to be honest, I'm pretty sure God pulled me out of it. Uh, I just didn't realize it. Right. Um. You know, I, without God in my life, I went a lot of different directions with my life, and nothing really worked out. You know. So, well, while we're while we're kind of talking about it, um, you went in so many directions in your life and stuff like that. You're like you're saying, so this kind of ties into one of one of the questions that we have for each other, of uh, who do you see yourself as that that you relate most with in the Bible? Um, to be honest, I, if you go to Luke. Book of Luke, chapter 15. We're going to go. Eventually, we will get there because we have uh, technology. Isn't it great? Almost cringes me sometimes. If you go to Luke, uh, chapter 15, all the way down to verses 11 through 32. This is the parable of the lost son, the prodigal son. And this is who I really uh, tie myself closely to in the Bible. Um, so before you go any further, it, it, it's awesome to, to see that you're getting the Bible out, whether whatever way that you pull it out, you know, whether we use our phones or, or, the bi- or an actual book. But this is something that we really want to focus during this it time. Is. Yes. Is actually using scriptures. Um, that way that everything that we talk about is scripture based. Um, so just to throw that out there for our listeners. Yeah. But yeah. Sorry no, know. absolutely. Because I mean, you can talk till you're blue in the face, but until you actually bring out what the actual words are, you know, what kind of you know, bearing do you have to go off of? Right. You know, so, well, uh, and 
11 through uh, 32 is the entire story, but I'm not going to I'm not going to read the entire story, but if you go to um, okay, I'm going to give the gist of it here <laughs> because uh, yeah, because I don't want to read the entire thing, but well, at the same time, um, go ahead. I mean, like like we like I just said, you know, okay. we, we take everything. Okay, from, so from yeah, we, sh- we, we okay. wanna. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so Luke fifteen eleven, Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together. All he had set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth and wild living. Now, in regards to me, I didn't go, you know, to a different location and live wildly or anything like that. I, it kind of, you know, I stayed home right but i definitely went on the wild side you know i between the alcohol you know i didn't get into drugs right or anything like that but i definitely you know spent my money uh recklessly um i'm still suffering from that mm. but it's my own doing you know i just i was completely careless with what i did you know um, chasing after women, you know, it was just one thing after another that just spiraled out of control where, you know, recklessly falling apart. Right. Um, and it goes on to say, uh, after he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to the, feed the pigs he belonged to he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating but no one gave him anything when he came to his senses he said how many of my father's hired men have food to spare and here i am starving to death i will set out and go back to my father and say to him father i have sinned against heaven and against you I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. And now that's, you know, I didn't know I was coming back to Christ to do Christ's work. Um, I didn't know this podcast was in the works. But it kind of fell into place when I came back to church. Um, They started talking about small groups and, you know, small group leadership and everything else. And I felt compelled to you know, go about this venture, and that's where Pastor Dave and I really got to know each other. Right. You know, sitting... Right. Because he was putting on these leadership classes, and it, I remember one time, because I, you know, I uh, always go to restaurants, and I'll sit up at the, at the uh, counters, you know, where you really... You're up close with the waitresses because they come and get their stuff there, you know. Right. And you can create conversations with them. Right. And you kind of, back when I did it, was kind of for <laughs> wayward reasons. Uh, <laughs> you sly dog, you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, now when I do it, you know, it, it's, it's trying to reach out with that 
you know, trying to build some sort of relationship. Right. That can lead somebody to Christ. Right. You know, but I mean, in today's times, it's kind of hard to do with everything shut down here in Michigan. However, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Another podcast, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's just. So you're saying that, that, that you're you're feeling more like the prodigal son in that story, right? Yeah. And because I came back, uh, I didn't know I was going to be working for Christ, but, you know, it, it's the direction he put me on. But, he, you know, you, uh, it goes on to say, uh-oh, can I, oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Technology. Um, uh, so it goes on to say, where was I? I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to his father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy, worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. Now there is that agape love that you talked about earlier. Right. You know, the, this, this child of his went out, squandered away everything he had that his father had given him, and he came back groveling to him, and his father didn't want to hear any of it. You know, he said, my son has returned. Right. I love you. Thank you for coming back to me. Just happy to see him. Just happy that he's there. You know. Um, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they begin to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come home, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because of, because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. When he answered his father, look, all these years you've been slaving, I've been slaving for you and you disobeyed your, and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when the son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. Again, there's that agape mm -hmm. love. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And that right there, that last verse... Because he was dead and is alive again. And after going through these leadership classes and wanting to uh, go out and start a small group, you know, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was fired up and I was ready to go. You know, I'm alive again. I have the, you know, I have the passion of Christ inside me. Right. And I'm, I have nowhere to go with it. And then this podcast idea came to me from God. I, I truly think it's from God because this is what you know this is the direction it's going right 
Well, I mean, so, we're here now. I mean. Right. Um, however, I want to ask you, because I know you were struggling there for a while. Now, what, what, uh, what keeps you close to Christ now? Because well, it took you a while to get there. And now that you're there, how do you stay there? Well, I mean, staying close to God, for me, I mean, it, it's it, a lot of it has to do with your own desire, right? And my own desire to follow God and, and having having taste God's love and and how much he cares for me and, and, and how much he's there. It, that, that keeps me close in of itself, but also having my church family, my, 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 uh, Christ family that I have, you know, having people like you in my life, having people like my wife in my life, you know, uh, pastor Dave and, and so many other Christian brothers and sisters that I have, you know, they really help me keep close to God. You've created your own accountability system. Yeah. And, and you know what? That's, that's actually a great point before we go a little bit further. I'd like to create that accountability with this podcast as right. well. You know, not just for us, but for our listeners, because it, it really is a struggle staying close to Christ. Well, and, and, and that's, you know, when you say accountability, you know, we do need it. You know, we need that corrective criticism. We talked a little bit earlier today about it, you know. A we, little bit. <laughs> You know, we need that corrective criticism. We need to be able to to know when we've done wrong, to be told that, hey, what you're doing is wrong. And, and I'm not saying come out there pointing the finger in your chest saying, hey, yeah, you've done there, wrong. There's it, a big difference between it's, letting it, somebody know they're, you know, they're off track and really hammering down on somebody with their wrongdoing, you know. It, it's it's you got to say it from a loving perspective. And, and when you... I know my church family, they can come and tell me anything, right? But I know if I seen somebody come off the street and tell me, hey, you know, what you're doing is wrong. Do you really think that follows God's beliefs? You know, I'm going to be a little miffed about it. You know, who are you to tell me that? But, you know, deep down I know what they're doing. What what they're saying is possibly correct, you know, because right. of what I, whatever I am doing in that moment could be wrong. And I have to be open to that, Right. And I can't be upset. And that's one thing I think uh, really drives the hypocrisy when it comes to religion. I mean, nobody's, you know, everybody goes to church. Everybody sits there. Uh, they say that you only retain 15% of what you are told in sermons. Right. And then they get up and they leave and they don't want, they don't apply what they were just taught you know, just shown to their life, nor do they try to correct it if that's what needs to be done. So in, in what you're touching on is, 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 you know, the second part of it is, is where you need to build that relationship, right? You need to be in that, in, in the Word. You need to, because the Word is, is, is not only our instructions on how we live, but is also one of the direct connections we have. You know, and, and to, to build a relationship and to stay in a relationship you always need to be connected. I agree. I completely agree with that. And I'm going to look up a uh, scripture here because I, it really touches on that. Uh, so while, while you're doing that, did you find it already? Nope. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna read the ethos. 
okay. while you're doing that. So our ethos is uh, try to encourage a faith-based relationship with God through the reading of the Word or the Bible to do so. So when we say the Word, it's also the Bible, just so a lot of our listeners know. Uh, to do so, we will provide historic and current facts regarding the truth of the Scripture, along with how the Bible could influence your life. We will try to remove all religion influence in hopes to reaching a broad spectrum of believers and non-believers alike. So, when we say we're trying to take out religion, Jeff, we're we're, we're trying to, in a, in a way, remove the plank from from trying to trying to reach for for the plank out of your eye when we have one in ours. What I mean by that is, is that you know we're not trying to say that that. Um, um, Catholics are wrong. We're not trying to say, you know, Presbyterians are wrong or, or them. We're, we're saying that we're taking that aspect out of it and we're just strictly being from the Bible. Yeah, that's, that's one of the biggest uh, things there is if you don't know the word or the Bible, how can you live by it? And I, and that's where accountability comes in. We should be holding each other accountable for reading the word as well, right? You know, so if you're not, you know, if you're not going to, well, and, and also too, you know, the whole entire religion aspect of it, you know, in the word, it actually calls out God's religion. Did you know this? In the book of James. Yep. Yep. In the book of James, uh, first uh, chapter, twenty uh, seventh verse. It says, "God's religion, religion that God, our Father, accepts as pure and faultless, is this: to look after orphans and widows in their distress and keep ones from being polluted by the world. Keep oneself from being polluted by the world." So. I guess the long way about it is that we're not tying this podcast to a certain denomination. Or non-denomination. I mean, yeah. And also, we are not trying to create another religion in right. and of itself. Right. We're, we're trying to create a tool that's going to bring together unity. Um, in, in fact, uh, that's going to... Uh, tie into this verse Ephesians this is where the whole precept comes from Ephesians 4 uh, 11 through 16 and uh, this is wholeheartedly how I feel about the situation let me pull it up here Come on now, I bought you enough time. Jeez, yeah, I that's know. what I was trying to do. <laughs> Ephesians 4, <laughs> 11 through 16. It was he who gave some to the apostles, some to be prophets, some some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. teachers. Man, if only I could talk. <laughs> to prepare God's people for works of service, which, you know, to go, go out and be disciples. Right. So that the body of Christ may be built up 
until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fulfillment of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head that is Christ. So Christ is the head. Right. He's the right. leader. You know, For him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So, and you know, as we go out and we spread the word, we're, we're building, you know, not just the, the church itself up, but we're building each other up. And, you know, I've, I've heard before that, you know, some, pe- some uh, pastors will say the church isn't the building. Amen. You know, the, church, the church isn't the four walls and a roof. It's not. It's not the pulpit. It's not the altar that you go to. The church is a collection of people who are worshiping Christ. Right. And that's one of the biggest issues we have is, you know, once you leave the church, not many people are going out and, you know, fulfilling their duty to the word. Right. I mean, you're you're absolutely right, and I, I can't agree with you more that, not everybody is a church person. Uh, when I say church, meaning going to a place, uh, a house right, that has yeah. a steeple not, with not, a bell, and not 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 everybody's a worship service person. Right. You know. And, you know. And, and wherever you, for one, can can build that relationship with God, and another is is be with like minded Christians. That's your church. Absolutely. Um, and, and a lot of this, I think, is going to play into our next episode. Um, and in and, and, and our episode one here, it, it's God, Jesus, and the Bible. So a lot to come with that, you know. Actually, what uh, <laughs> now that you break it up, I think what we're going to do is actually break those up, each segment, into its own separate show. Because I'd really like to focus on each one individually. And, and there's, there's, there's a lot of information in each one of these. I mean... So, as I'm making noises on the table. <laughs> um, I, I so, Jeff, let me ask you. Wh- what, do you what do you expect to get out of this podcast? <clears throat> um, expect to get out of it? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, I'm putting this completely in God's hands. So, however this goes is God's will. Uh, what I would like to accomplish with this podcast is, you know, it goes back to our ethos, you know, because I, I believe in the unity of the church. It doesn't matter what building you worship in. We need to be united in Christ so that way we can, you know, when the, en- when the enemy does come at the end of time, we can stand firm and know where we're all going. And that's another thing, too, is I'd love to have every one of my family and friends with me in heaven. You know? And 
also I would, you know, like to create a community between the churches because that, that's how that's going to, that's how you're going to get that unity. Um, we also, we're going to have to be accepting of, you know, opposing ideas, but we need to stand firm in our belief in Christ. Right. You know, in, in, you know, what I expect to accomplish and see, see come out of this, you know, sitting here, uh, going into, going into this show today, at first I, I would say, you know, I, I still believe this is, is to reach one person. You know, I want, I want, Oh, absolutely. I, I would love to, to have one person come up and just either send us a message or say something, you know, because of your podcast, you know, I found God, you know. That, that would make me feel on cloud nine. But, you know, for me also, too, I guess I want to say is to have people start asking questions. You know, for... That's... You're, there's no dumb question. <laughs> except for the one I asked. Uh, there's no wrong question except for the question that's not asked. And yeah, um, you are pretty foolish with your questions, but uh, <laughs> I'll entertain them. You know, it's just I, I want to help plant that mustard seed. Absolutely. You know, so that that's what I that's what I hope and come out of this. I mean, if, if this is all if this is all that comes out of it, there's just one little intro, this one little show. But if someone can find that mustard seed and it gets planted, and if that one person finds God. Hey, job well done. Yeah, I mean that's baby steps. Once yeah. you know, you gotta learn to crawl before you can walk. Um, I if uh, are are we going are we coming to an end with this? I I think so. Okay. Um, I I would like to uh, leave everybody with the scripture. Uh, it's Galatians three twenty three through twenty nine. Before the this faith came. We were held prisoners by the law, locked up until faith should be revealed. So the law was put in charge to lead us to Christ, that we, that we might be justified by faith. Now that faith has come, we are no longer under the supervision of the law. You are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. For all of you who were baptized in Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ. Amen. And I, I that really weighs heavy on my heart because in today's uh, identity politics, you know, it doesn't really matter who you are once you're in faith. With Christ. Right. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Can't get can't get no better than that. No, you can't. Yeah. Well, in closing here, I guess uh, we should close in a prayer. Oh, absolutely. And uh, and as we do pray here, uh, uh, I also ask some of our viewers to even uh, pray over the podcast, pray over us. Uh uh, just, just ask for God's direction for this. Um, we have a couple ideas for a couple episodes, but uh, uh, pray for for guidance on that. If there's something that God wants us to do, uh, uh, have Him put it on our hearts, or 
or even if it's by you sending us a message uh, oh, of, of what shows that you would uh, like to hear about. And yeah, something if to there's touch something on. that you uh, think people need to hear, and you know, if we can scripturally back, I mean, we can scripturally back everything. Uh, if we don't know it, we know somebody who does that can guide us in it. So, um, or even if you think we're totally wrong, send us a message. We'd love to uh, chat with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Th- this isn't, you know, this is an open conversation. You know, the open door policy. Uh, anything you, anything you need. If you want to argue with us, if you want to vent with us, uh, if you need somebody to listen to, somebody to kind of help guide you. Uh, if you need prayer, you know. Mm-hmm. It, Feel free to message us, or you know, if you want to reach out to the the group on Facebook itself, you're more than welcome to put it out there. Uh, I'm sure everybody there would be willing to love on you, give you that agape love. Mm-hmm. And if you need someone, you know, just kind of hit around. I got Jeff over here. <laughs> uh, great punching bag. All right, so we're gonna pray, um, guys. Thanks for listening. So uh, after this, we'll be uh, done with our first show. Absolutely. Yeah. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time together, God. We thank you so much for for giving us the, the opportunity to put this together, God. And uh, as this comes to a close, this first episode, God, we're so thankful and so blessed that that we just, just can do this type of stuff, God. That you put us in this time, in this era with all this technology just to be able to, to do this, God. And um, God, we pray as we go forward. Um, we just pray for guidance, uh, God. We just pray that your will, your will be done here, God. And, God, if it ever comes off track, God, we pray that you either put us back on or you just cancel it all together, God. We just pray that that everything that is said is is of you, God. And if it's not, God, we just pray that it's shut down. Um, God, we pray over this podcast. God, we just pray that that uh, uh, everything that is said here is, is is of you. God, I can't say it enough. I can't stress it enough, God. God, because the last thing that we want here is that uh, a wrong thing be said and, and it turns someone away forever. God, yeah. God, we just we just want want that one person that that somebody who's crying out for you is able to find you, God, through any means, God, whether it be this or another. God, we're 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 here. We're your servants, God. Amen. Amen. Thanks a lot for joining us on this show, and uh, we hope you stick around for the next one. Thank you very much. Manana. <laughs> <laughs>